Hey, it's Big Joe for your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer, Absolute Comfort. Chris Wedekin is the owner, and he tells us why many homeowners are giving up their air conditioners for a high-efficiency heat pump. By removing your air conditioner and replacing it with a heat pump, you are not only saving by getting a higher-efficiency air conditioner, the heat pump works in reverse and saves you money in the wintertime as well. See if a heat pump is the right move for you by going to absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Abdul Akeem Shabazz joining us for the Hammer and Nigel show. He's an attorney at law, author of uh, many publications like IndiePolitics.org and host, uh, longtime host here on 93 WIBC. Abdul, how are you? Doing fine, my friends. Everything's going well. Can't complain. Looking forward to taking Monday off. Yeah, I was going to say, but see, that's the thing. I haven't seen you much uh, around the building this week. Why is that? Uh, Indiana lawmakers are back, so... I deal with that, and also my usual lawyer stuff I got to do during the week. So it was sort of doing a little bit of a balancing act, and then next week school starts. So we're we're back we're back to being busy, and then that that whole mayor thing that's kind of out there. Too. How's the exploratory committee coming along? What are you exploring? Have you found anything out yet? Um, actually, there's a lot of support out there. Just trying to uh, turn into financial support because it's one thing to say, "Hey, Abdul, I'll, I'll vote for you." Like, "Okay, great," but I can use your money too. So FYI, I kind of. I know I've asked you this before. What's so? What kind of money does it take to run for mayor of Indianapolis? I would say between one to three million dollars. When it's all said and done, where's that money going? Advertising, uh, political it, campaigning, it I mean, advertising, your campaign, staff, sign staff, the you know, rental space, the whole nine yards. Wow. Do you feel like the money will come in if you make it official? Because I think there's a lot of people that don't know that if they donate and you don't run, they get their money back. They just assume that you know if you decide, hey. The committee says it's not worth my time. They're out their money. Well, no, we, you know, if, uh, no, if if the committee says it's not, we we can't do it. It's not worth it. Uh, then we'll refund. We'll, we'll refund give it back. It. We'll right. give it back. Yeah. But I don't think a lot of people know that. So I think once you, if you make it official, I think you'll see an uptick in donations at that point. Is that what you're expecting, though? Uh, for the most, in part, yeah. In part, you got people who've known me for years, so they give. Happy to help. Uh, other folks we're having conversations with, some big money donors we're having conversations with, uh, as well, because there's. There's a lot of sentiment out there that people, my belief is people like Joe personally, because I like Joe personally. I don't. But, 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 but they don't think he's necessarily been, <laughs> been, a, been a good mayor. So talking about Joe Hogsett. Yeah. That's yeah. who you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. I don't think he's been a good mayor and I don't like him personally, but that's neither here nor there. Um, let's get into what's happening at the Indiana State House. Abdul, uh, you mentioned when you joined us last week that it's budget session, which sometimes isn't always the sexiest of headlines, but there are some things that warrant some conversations. And we always seem to come back to this. You're the official weed expert here on the Hammer and Nigel show, the official cannabis correspondent. Uh, where are we at? All righty. Uh, well, we're at we're on Monument Circle, 40, 40 monuments. That's where we are right now. I'm sorry, it's taking too much of the product this morning. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, uh, there's several bills out there that would uh, legalize or decriminalize marijuana to some point or another. Uh, an interesting bill, I want to say, is uh, Senator Mike Bocek. He's from uh, up in the up in the northern Indiana, and he he introduced a bill that would uh, basically, if you had if you had an ounce or less or marijuana, it would be decriminalized. You wouldn't get arrested, wouldn't get charged, wouldn't go on your on your record. And we asked the governor about this uh, earlier this week, and he said that he could. He could. He said, if I read him, if I listened to him correctly, he said he could support not legalization but decriminalization. He doesn't think somebody's life should be totally screwed up for like 18, 20 years because they had a small ounce of. What's the difference between legalization and decriminalization? Because if something is decriminalized, isn't it by yeah. 
de facto default legal? Not necessarily. When when it's decriminalized, it's still illegal, but you don't get arrested for it. You get a ticket for it. Yeah, you get a ticket like or, a, or something like else. Okay. Like, hey, go home. Kind of kind of what uh, Ryan Mears did with uh, one ounce or one ounce less of marijuana possession. But he also does it with like violent homicides. <laughs> but that's a separate conversation. Um, so the governor has always stated that marijuana cannabis whether it be medicinal whether it be recreational is technically still illegal at the federal level and that's always been his go-to here in indiana for not making it legal is he still going to ride that card out throughout his tenure as governor um until it until it changes i don't see the governor changes changing his mind but i do think uh if lawmakers do get the decriminalization bill out i think he would sign it how big of an issue is the whole medicinal marijuana or recreational marijuana thing for Hoosiers in general, do it's, you think? It's 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 a, it's a side issue. It's people okay. support it but aren't going to get worked up over it. Right. right. Because usually if you're on the product, you don't get that worked up over much of <laughs> much of anything. Nigel so. and I talked about it yesterday, though, Abdul. It reminds me of the whole Sunday sales debate where for years the polling showed overwhelmingly people on both sides of the political aisle – approved it and wanted it but your elected officials would wag their finger at you and go you don't know what's best for you we know what's best for you well actually what it was it was uh believe it or not, actually uh indiana did not have sunday sales but it wasn't for religious reasons it was more because of liquor stores and one sure. time and one time i was uh i had to give a speech up at uh pendleton uh actually martin luther king did like four or five years ago and i was driving up pendleton pike and you know there's a wall the walmart on pendleton pike but then right outside of town i say about less than a mile away is a liquor store and when I saw the liquor store, it was closed on Sunday. It's like, that's, that's it. It's the liquor store owners who don't want to work on Sunday. True. And, and I get that. And whatever the reason is, whether it's the liquor stores, whether it's lobbyists over here, or even religious, the small faction that was religious, whatever the reason was, it was an issue that the people seemed like they wanted. And every poll and it wasn't even close but yet they still couldn't quite get over that hump it took like it felt like a decade well it was, it was more to believe it, or not, it was actually more than a decade <laughs> and believe and believe it or not indians had a weird relationship with alcohol because it used to be you couldn't sell alcohol on election day while the polls were open you couldn't do it on uh christmas day and the that's right i remember trying to go buy beer on christmas day and i couldn't go, go anywhere and like, it used to be like a, a chain yeah. nigel making baby jesus cry <laughs> And there used to be like a chain on the liquor section, so if you had like a kid under 21, they couldn't yeah. walk in, but you could in the right. grocery store. It, it, it didn't make any sense. Um, Abdul Hakim Shabazz with us. What else is happening at the General Assembly? Yeah, like what this this is the first week. Is there anything really exciting? Is there any action going on this first week as opposed to what would be going on next week? Um, as as as, uh, as as lawmakers uh, go through the session, you know, bills get hearings, they get introduced. Uh, all the bill the, the deadline for bill introducing was this week. So all the bills that, for the most part, all the bills that have been introduced are, are done except for some vehicle bills to leave space for uh, other things along the way. However, this year, the, I would say next week, we really start the discussions on uh, things like the budget. Uh, the governor's plan to basically waive the textbook fees uh, that parents have to pay. Like That's part of the discussion. His health care plans, you know, part of the discussion. His trail plans, part of the discussion. Those are all big budget items. And then you have little things that the Indiana lawmakers want to do as well. So I would say probably uh, not next week, but the following week, things will really start hitting in earnest. So let's take a look at some other things happening politically around the state of Indiana. Starting to hear some chatter, a little scuttlebutt, if you will, that Mitch Daniels might be interested in a Senate run. Now, Mitch has not said anything definitive himself, but there's chatter. 
my friends spoke to your friends, Abdul, and now we've already got folks lining up to put hit pieces out against Mitch Daniels, what? who hasn't even officially said he's running for Senate. Yes, uh, David really? McIntosh Group, that they're called Club for Growth. They're like a national uh, conservative super PAC. Uh, they don't want Mitch Daniels uh, in the U.S. Senate, so they started started running an ad already like two years uh, before running an ad for somebody against somebody who isn't even a declared candidate. I know Mitch uh, was recently in Florida. He had some conversations with some close friends of his. Uh, didn't make him, didn't say what he was going to do one way or the other. Still played it pretty much close uh, to the vest that I know for for a fact because I found that out uh, earlier this week. But but the David McIntosh thing, like really seriously, who's David McIntosh? Yeah, David, uh, David McIntosh. He's, he's, he's a longtime Indiana figure. He ran for Congress. Uh, Against in the fifth district a, a few years ago against Dan Burton and Susan Brooks, uh, lost. Uh, he, he, he's he's a political type. That's that's what he is. What's his complaint against Mitch Daniels? Like, is there a personal thing? Is this bad blood? He, he's trying to say Mitch Daniels is like you know he's been government for fifty years, so he's you know, too old. We need new blood, new leadership. Oh, okay. He raised taxes. Well, technically the the legislature did, but that's neither here nor there. So. Just hypothetically here, let's do a little uh, fantasy politics. Some people play fantasy football. <laughs> We're going to do fantasy politics. If Mitch Daniels decides, you know what? I'm in this thing. I'm in it to win it. I'm running for Senate. Is he the favorite in this field where we're expecting Jim Banks, Victoria Sparts, among others? Uh, I would say Mitch Daniels would technically be the front runner if he decided to get to get in. Now, granted, Indiana's a little bit of a different creature than when he was last in office 10 years ago when he left back in uh, 2012. But uh, I, I think that I think technically right now he would be the front runner. Who would be the front runner for governor? Um, Who do you think at this point? I mean, I, look, I know it's 2023 and there's a lo- long way to go here. But like at this point, who do you see uh, would be the front runner in the GOP at least? Um, I would say technically, I would say Suzanne Suzanne Crouch, and, and here's why: because I know some of the conservatives don't like Suzanne because she was like she was in bed with Eric when they did all the closing down the state, blah blah blah, and race figuratively, all the, yeah, figuratively, figuratively, yeah, all Be that, careful. yeah, all that. Well, crap. you don't know that it wasn't literally, ah, Nudge. Okay, sorry. Well, all, 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 all that, all You crap. can't prove either one. <laughs> all that crap that's that's out there. Um, so I would say, but if you in a primary, the the establishment is about 45 percent of the vote. If you go back to 2010 when Dan Coates ran for the U.S. Senate. The primary, he got 40% of the vote and won. We also had a bunch of candidates. When Richard Murdoch challenged Dick Luger, Luger got 40% of the vote. There were only two people. Luger lost. So I'll say about 40-45% is the base of where uh, was where a, a Suzanne Crouch would be. Now, with that said, if you the more people in the race, the better it is for her. Would anybody that supports Suzanne Crouch in her run for something else, would they also support somebody like Mike Braun? Um, I would say... I would say maybe. Maybe. And then what about Democrats? I mean, we always talk about it's a done deal that uh, a Republican Republicans are going to fill these seats. Are there, I mean, any any Democrats that that stick out to you at this point? Um, anything can happen, um, number one. So let's just make that perfectly because a day in politics is a lifetime, and two years is like a bajillion lifetimes. So that's kind of point number one. On the, on the Democratic side, the only name we've heard so far for statewide office that would be governor is Jennifer McCormick, the McCormick. former superintendent of public instruction. She yeah. teamed up with Woody Myers back in 2020, saying that he would take she would he would he would he would she would head the Department of Education. So Jennifer McCormick is the only name. I've and heard she's to, a former, and I'm using air quotes, Republican who has shifted gears and now she's an official Democrat. Yeah, she's she's a Democrat who became a Republican who came back to being a Democrat because she lived up in Delaware County and where she lived, I want to say in the Yorktown area. There was just there were only Democrats there, so 
it's like, why did you why did you write for Democratic in Cook County in 1968? Well, that's how I got a job. And then not necessarily you believe it, but if you want to, if you want to have some skin in the game, say like the primary in Hamilton County, you vote in the Republican primary because that's right. where all the action is. So she'll change her party if she thinks she can get elected. Um, she changed her party already. So, but I mean, it's habitual, right? Like she's done this before. It, it, it is not uncommon. She has a history. Okay. All right. What's coming up this weekend? Uh, actually, nothing's coming up this weekend because we have IU basketball at 1 o'clock this weekend. Okay. And if somebody wants to follow you or even check out all the information you've got <laughs> in your exploratory committee, how do they find you? Uh, new stuff, IndiePolitics.org. For campaign stuff, it is Abdul4, number four, Abdul4Indy.com. Last thing, real quick. I know we're way late here. If you do run, are you allowed to still come on our show and work here and do things we, like we, that? We, we still got to figure all that out i'll still I'll, still I'll probably still be here i'll probably want to give up the the weekend show for a while can i have part of your office <laughs> no as long as you leave the booze in there right right all of the booze on this yeah. floor <laughs> it's brought in by the three of us in this little room right now abdul thank you hey thank abdul. you my friend it's the hammer and nigel show